Welcome to Grow Radio, the podcast for hustlers who want to grow themselves and their business. Hi, I'm Greg Olson, the founder of Grow, an inbound marketing agency based in Grand Junction, Colorado. On Grow Radio, we're going to discuss all things business, from technology and marketing, to startup stories, and the lessons learned. Our episodes feature owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders, all sharing tips, stories, and innovative discussions to help you grow your business. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another Growl Radio episode. I tell you what, today I am really excited about our guest we have in our studio. We have Ben Haver. Hey, Ben, how are you? Great. How are you, Greg? Thank you. Good, good. I've known you, uh, well, for a few years. So yeah. it's been uh, it's uh, lots and lots of conversations. So it's kind of what we'll call our sweet mate discussion. Since exactly. we kind of had offices near each other and things like that. So that's probably been a lot of fun. Um, you're a designer, a business owner. Um, I could just list it all down. We'll kind of get to the end of the show and we'll talk about some of the other things you're working on. But today, what I'm most excited about right now is our topic is what the F is an NFT and why should people and businesses care? Perfect. Yeah. NFTs are on the rise and, you know, it's going to be unavoidable for the, you know, the foreseeable future for sure. Okay. So we'll go back and forth on this since the listeners are like, don't tune out. I promise you it'll be interesting. Okay. And we'll get into some of this uh, in a second. So first, how long have you been working in this kind of NFT space? Because I, when I, when we first started talking about that, you were just jumping into it like a month ago, but even actually in mm-hmm. the space for a little while. So I've been kind of like passively lurking in the <clears throat> backgrounds for about 14 months now. Um, that would put it late November of 2019. No, 2020. Mm-hmm. 2020 is when I kind of started jumping in when Clubhouse started to come on the rise. And then this community during the lockdown, um, without the lockdown, I don't think this space could have gotten to where it is now. Yeah, because it was a community, mm-hmm. online community. People were looking to connect with people. Exactly. Thus, this happened. So so let's just start. Okay. Can you explain to me and our listeners about what the F and NFT is? Because... I know the words non-fungible token. Yep. That still doesn't help anything. Right. Okay. Yep. I mean, I don't know. So let's let's uh, break it down a little bit. How do you explain this to people? So let's start with the difference between a fungible token and a non-fungible token. Okay. A fungible token is um, kind of, so actually we'll go all the way to the beginning. So let's look at blockchain and the currencies. So our first one was Bitcoin introduced by an anonymous creator named Satoshi. And um, the currency is a, what is known as Bitcoin is the transferable token. And that when you buy into a token, it's a fungible token. If you just buy a Bitcoin and there's a certain quantity of them. So when you buy a Bitcoin, it's just any Bitcoin that's in the transaction. A non-fungible token is you buy a one of one token that is, it can't be copied, right? So non-fungible means that it is uh, verifiable on the blockchain as one of one. That token was minted with this address on these certain blocks. So therefore, it's a digital verification, really. So it's really one of them. Yep, exactly. So in a, <clears throat> if I broke it down and I have a favorite sweatshirt, mm-hmm. okay? But if I can go, um, let's say North Face. So I, you can just buy the same... There's thousands of them, right? Of yep. that same sweatshirt, right? Mm-hmm. But that'd be a more of a fungible 
sweatshirt, I guess. But then if there was one special, mm-hmm. only one, and I was the only owner of that one black mm-hmm. sweatshirt that had some bedazzle on it or something, then that would be like the non-fungible piece because that is wanted to create there's there's different value tied to it right Mm -hmm. but i also have emotional connection to that i'm willing to pay more for it yeah so let's let's stick with that analogy so say you know you're a business business owner you Mm -hmm. buy 300 of those jackets right and then you go in and individually customize each one right and then therefore you're taking the fungible token aspect of having 300 of those jackets Mm -hmm. customizing them for a fungible, a non-fungible token, right? So yep. you would have 300 individual of those one tokens. Okay. Yep. Do you think this is a fad or a scam? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> you know, any any new markets, there are like there are scam opportunities for people to exploit and whatnot. Um, but it's it's a market. You know, anywhere, just like the stock market, in order for you to make money, somebody's got to lose money. Um, so you're trading in assets is what it is. Okay. So obviously you're a designer, you understand this space. Um, if you're a business owner or just, a, you know, any of our listeners or our past guests we've been on, um, why should people care? Well, I think we're in the transition to what is known as web three now. Um, Mm -hmm. So we started with web one with the computers and then the introduction of the internet is web two are moving into this. The whole concept behind this web three is trying to decentralize the power of the internet um, financing uh, is trying to help with the global wealth uh, distribution um, by being able to, you know, right now, if I were to try and send money to somebody say South Asia, um, it would take a few weeks for the money to go from each individual bank, trickle down to the local economy there and for them to be able to cash it out. But if you're standing in, you know, South Africa right now, I could send you, you know, three or four Ethereum and you would get it instantly and then you would be able to liquidate it at, right then and there um, at the local distribution center. Yep. So it's kind of a more of a single currency. Yeah, exactly. That we're all on an equal basis with. Yep, a global currency, exactly. <clears throat> okay, so we'll, we'll break that down in a future show more. Yep. We talk about those subjects, both sticking with NFTs. Um, I had some data that I thought was really interesting, and you and I have talked about this. We've got Beeple NFT goes for $69 million at Christie's. Mm-hmm. Um, South, Sotheby's auctioned off CryptoPunk Avatar for Oh, just a small amount of 11.7 million. Well, Twitter CEO sold his first tweet as an NFT for 2.9 million. And you and I have talked about this, that we have um, the NBA. Yep. NBA top shot. Yep. Yeah. And what is that? I mean, that's another thing I, I looked at and I was like, I know I said, I mentioned it to you before the show and you're like, yeah, I know what that is. So yeah. So I mean, it, now it, you're, now you're a sports fan, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You love your players. You have your favorite team. And now we have to now we have to start considering NFT. So, yeah. So the whole concept of um, <clears throat> NFT is really being able to like as a designer and an artist. This space provides uh, digital artists a way to verify and create um, an authentication method for digital artwork uh, that ranges from music to videos to simple gifts or, you know, um, with NBA Top Shot and these other uh, sports franchises they're putting out, um, 
uh, like uh, sports cards, you know, certain limited editions, but they're all digital. Before the blockchain technology, you know, you could, the joke is right click, save as, and I now have your NFT, but that's not true because you may have the JPEG or the placeholder for it, but what you're really paying for is that token ID that has been minted on the blockchain where that's verifiable, that that is the one of one created by that artist. So Jack, uh, the CEO of Twitter, right? He minted his own first tweet, which is a part of history, but that's being able to verify that he was the artist or the creator of that. And then now somebody can say, oh yeah, I own the one first tweet from Jack. Okay, so that makes sense. So one of the things I've been reading a lot is how brands, uh, musicians, artists, NBA, but it almost is creating this reward of a super fan. Like if I invest in this, get, now stick with me, I'm probably going a long way, but you can say kind of and clarify. Of course. But it's like you almost have a membership into a club where you get special maybe uh, one-on-one time with this person or you get invited to a pre-party or you get you get to go to a concert or you get first access to things. That's what's kind of reading with this is you and kind of invested into this NFT. Now you're part of this community yep and that part and then people are actually saying well i don't really i'm not involved in that anymore and then they can sell that mm -hmm. to another because there's only so many of them as you what you're talking about earlier right right exactly so in the community that's called a utility what can that nft provide as utility outside of the jpeg or the visual placeholder of that that token and um so the perfect example the most successful example is board ap yacht club Right. So they minted their project back in March of 2020. And they are the the apes that you see that are going for millions of dollars right now. But they have a community social token. Right. So they host in real life events. Um, and the only access that you can get to those events is through holding one of those tokens. And so musicians are doing the exact same thing for, you know, meetups and all that. So. Right now, we're in the very early stages of exploring what truly can be done with um, utility in these in these tokens having access to these specific places. Yeah, I mean that's where you talk about where it's not a fad or a scam that people actually mm-hmm. are getting that utility value yep. out of it, right? Okay, so we've been talking about some interesting ways that uh, companies you've seen NFTs being used in business. Um, which I've read things about, um, they're tr- you know, it was kind of like when Bitcoin came out and it was trying to get people to actually use that to pay for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to have like a, you know, a mobile wallet. And it's there. I have one, yep. right? From But it's not as simple as walking into a coffee shop with your uh, mobile wallet and saying, I want to pay with this because it's just another, mm-hmm. it's more like if I want to exchange money with you, we can much easier over... Um, that way. So, but uh, now back to the NFT uh, with NFTs, I don't know how it's used for advertising or how a business like growl could use it. That's mm-hmm. the, that's a challenge, right? That I can see this as a holding an asset, creating a membership campaign, different things like that. But any thoughts on that is like, as companies start to explore, like maybe I should bring the NFT into this. Yeah, I think right now, like I said, we're really early into the utility aspect of NFTs and what you know, I, I think the groundbreaking is when these new projects come out and they provide mm-hmm. something that is new and, you know, 
not knowing that something exists before it happens is difficult. And that's where we're at right now is every single day it changes. Like no one is really a professional in this space because we're all learning the same the new stuff every yeah. single day. I mean, I see how it's beneficial for industries such as art collecting mm -hmm. and digital media, but it is going to be beyond that. I'm not, I just, I mean, that's a part that maybe it's just running a business. I think of, you know, how I cross my T's. I have an accounting mm -hmm. team and the financial part, and that's the part I'm trying to get, you know, my mind, right? And it isn't something new, and I think it's exciting. Yeah, and I, I think a use case that will be coming in the future and has been talked about a lot is turning um, your title for a home or a vehicle into an nft so when that transaction happens that there's a set royalty that you can set so if i sell you my house now mm -hmm. right and you go yep. to turn it over and sell it again in you know 10 years it's coded in that contract when that purchase goes through that a royalty is sent back and there's no way mm. like you can't avoid it. it's written in the contract that's what you signed and paid for originally mm -hmm. so there's like the royalty aspect that also ties back into artists um instead of having to sell an art piece for ten fifteen thousand dollars and only seeing that initial revenue i can do a you know a thousand series set and have a set royalty that every single time that you had invested in me early and you go out and say hey check out this project or whatnot you are also increasing value for yourself because you have a chance to get a return on your investment earlier um that you made earlier so say you buy a project of mine for you know say we're just going to use the us dollar equivalent of like a hundred dollars right you go out you help push the project you say hey check this out go go look at this you create a demand you help the artist create a demand for their project and now there's more people wanting into that either there's it's just the art or you know you're supporting an artist or there's a club that you want to get into or whatnot then there's more people that you know supply and demand so therefore you can use that token and you can make a profit on it by selling it to somebody else or you keep it longer term and then sell it or you just use those aspects as well and mm. so in that contract of the nft is every single transaction that is made from there on out from a token that the artist creates or whoever creates it that there's a royalty that's kicked back automatically that's taken out of the money that is sold at that time so the artist will get uh, royalties until this technology, like like infinite, mm. infinite times. Every single time it's ran as a transaction, royalty is kicked back. Which I think can be great for artists on, even photographers and, I mean, any digital media artists mm -hmm. or painting. I mean, you're a designer because people, one, unfortunately steal things. Yep. Right? And so there's a lot. a lot and it's no way to track it. And so here's a way that, <clears throat> one, we can have a, you know, value to that artist indefinitely, let's say. Exactly. Okay, let's move into, um, again, we're keeping this, trying to keep this without going too far in the weeds for our first NFT talk. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have more of these coming up. Um, we'll put them into a little series. Um, and as you learn more things and I learn more things, we'll have this. But let's talk about what you're doing in the NFT space. Again, those are what really blows my mind, some of the things you're working on, because joke with you on it but then i do some research i'm like hmm, he's not lying there's actual things happening there yeah but so talk a little bit about that and maybe how you got involved okay so uh when i when i first came into the space um i was listening to conversations trying to learn the technology as an artist um back in march of 2020 everything started to blow up it was insane everyone was making money that it seemed like everyone would mint something and they would sell it for an astronomical price mm -hmm. And I came in, I'm, 
I minted a project and then I waited five or six months, nothing sold. And so I took a, I took it off the blockchain. I sent it to a burn address. Uh, we'll get into that tech down the road, but okay. um, um, it was kind of, it was interesting to see that you come into this space expecting to make a lot cause you just see it going on. But uh, it, it was really humbling. And so now I, I took a big break from making art and putting it in and I started learning the tech behind it. And so I spent the next probably six months learning, didn't speak to anybody. I was just listening to spaces, uh, clubhouse rooms and whatnot, meeting people, um, just exploring the tech. And now I've been investing into uh, play to earn games. Um, so that's when you buy an NFT and then you stake that and then you get a in-game currency um, that is rewarded for you for staking it. And then we'll get into the tech of that down the road and kind of get into that. But sure. um, play to earn is a lot is really taking uh, 2022 by storm. Um, 2021 was the year of the profile picture, um, as you can see with the Sotheby auctions, with the Board API Club, CryptoPunks. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these kind of like art projects. Now it's more transitioning into what else can that profile picture provide you. Um, so it's still still in a uh, in a group. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a group of like 50, 60 people that are hunting projects all the time, mm-hmm. getting into these uh, discords early, these twi- uh, following these Twitter accounts and and seeing what these teams are providing, mm-hmm. um, what these games are providing, and seeing. Um, Know, flipping opportunities to make a profit or buying into a project that is longer term that is producing a game that will be fun and enjoyable um so it's it's a lot in the in the space but that's kind of like um where i'm at now and i also have a um a collection uh, that i'm working on just as like an artist experiment so i'm, so, I'm a little all over the place yeah and you're you're uh you're playing in the sand, nft sandbox exactly so and i think the artist thing do you find it that because you're not like say well known in a space like you know in the design space like let's take Nike mm-hmm. or you know like or NBA yep. or even though I read some of these other ones and I don't know them as well known but I know they're well known in an industry mm-hmm. um, even musicians like the Beatles are doing some of this NFT mm-hmm. right and so you think there's value there because they have a strong brand and then people are like oh you know Dorsey's coming out with Twitter and he's a well known name so people are like that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's interesting because there's been some huge name artists that come into the space and they their project doesn't do well. Um, so mm-hmm. the kind of joke is like, hey, you know, some celebrity will put out a tweet like, what's an NFT? And then two weeks later, I'm coming out with a project. It's kind of a joke in the space. Mm-hmm. And so um, the Osbournes put out a project. Um, it's called CryptoBats. It was really hyped. There's a lot of celebrity hype around it. And then... It did really well, but then it, it's starting to crash a couple of days into mm. it because you know people are flipping the tokens for a profit, and then you know it's just a market. So, so there's got to be some collaboration to make it successful or ongoing. Like you talk about these game play to what do you call it? play play to earn play yeah. to earn games are more collaborate collaborative um, kind like of ongoing. Yeah, I so guess. so play to earn you have you have to stake the token, which means you can't sell it, okay. and in reward for you staking that token, you're getting paid a token that is used either in their game somehow so a way to have a a project that has value Mm. is either having utility um, which is like the big thing is like looking at a project what else can it provide other than just a picture Um, but yeah it's interesting to see Um, and then we're talking about um, the celebrity space and so what's interesting to me is that no matter 
where you are in the space, like before, like in web two about like Instagram and your huge following, if you're a huge celebrity, you pretty much have to start over from scratch moving forward because the early adopters of web three see all the things they didn't like about web two, you know, how uh, you can move from platform to platform with a huge following and whatnot. And then you just transfer that along. Uh, Web3 is like everyone's starting from scratch. So I mm. didn't have a huge following um, on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. And I started my NFT crypto Twitter and pretty much started from scratch. And I have a lot stronger following there than I did in the other space. Yeah. So it's interesting that you can't bring huge leverage in and make be crazy successful. I mean, look at Beeple, mm-hmm. right? So he did uh, 5,000 works over the the course of years and then he had all of a sudden you know he came into this space and was had this auction and when i made a bunch of money but he was just worked in a, a corporate you know working job mm-hmm. uh, making artwork at home once a day as like his thought experiment and you know messing mm-hmm. around and then he got paid off after it but i mean there's been big brands that have came in and have done really well um adidas came in um and they bought uh board ape uh, back like nine months ago um but they've done it right they've came into the space and they learned from the ground up and they put their team on the ground learning uh before they really announced like what they were doing um yeah. and then nike just bought their their latest acquisition with artifact which was a oh, huge yeah. digital um asset company creation company and they absolved them and brought them into their their group of brands mm-hmm. so um, there's some big brands moving in. Uh, Bud Light also is in here. Budweiser kind of like went viral when they bought their ENS domain, uh, beer.eth. Um, so <laughs> it's interesting to see um, the different aspects yeah. of. So we probably, I think it'd be a fun to have a show to t- look at the, the, what we think the companies, brands that are doing good, because mm-hmm. also doing good in the community, right? Yep. There's a one way that I think. Um, celebrities can come in because they're trying to make a quick buck. Exactly. Right. Um, but brands that are coming in and doing a great job and why, right. Yeah. I think that's what companies are trying to figure out. Yeah. How to do if, it correctly. Cause there's, again, I own a small company, you, you know, it's like, we only have so much time and money, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, companies can have unlimited money, but then they do it the wrong way. Correct. And it's like, how do you reward the artists? How do you mm-hmm. reward the community? Um, so anyways, we'll get more into that. Um, what I do like as long as I've known you is like, I can see you, quickly becoming a consultant in this space because mm-hmm. brands are trying to figure this out. Right. Yep. And I think, you know, what, where do I, how do I try it? What team do I set up? So, okay, let's, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, anything that concerned you in this space? Like, and I kind of go into this concerns and then we'll go into tips. Right. So there's, you know, always something there's like, Hey, this is something I'm watching. You're personally watching for, mm-hmm. and then any. And then, well, let's give a couple, two or three tips that you okay. think we should give the audience. I mean, the biggest thing is, is people that know the technology are taking advantage of people that do not know the technology. So the biggest thing is, <clears throat> you know, in this space, every single time I talk about it, it's not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And you always have to do your own research, even if you're asking for information from people. So um, the biggest compromise for people in this space is clicking links that they don't know where that link is taking them. So that is one of the biggest concerns that is happening right now is uh, malicious people putting out links. And if you don't know where it came from or what it's doing with the proper information, um, it can compromise your wallet 
just be careful. Okay. Um, make sure you know where you're clicking. Um, yeah, so just be careful. Don't you know run through this space with your head down. Just mm-hmm. kind of like look around, take your time. Get involved. Listen to YouTube videos. Watch these yep. groups. Get Twitter spaces. Twitter spaces and things like that. So yep. we'll go into that in the future too about where we think people can yep. go. And I might have our team uh, interview you separately for the content. You can give them some links and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So as we wrap up, we're, we're, I don't know if we made it any clear on the NFT space, but mm. we're pointing people in the right direction. We're starting to. I'm a little less foggy on the subject myself, but we'll have conversations together and um, we'll see We'll see where this goes. And yeah. five years from now, and you and I are talking about this, you know, um, I'll have you pick me up in your helicopter because you've done things right. No, I'll, be like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'll be like, Hey, I, um, I would thought this whole thing was going to go away, Ben, and yeah. you'll have a different name by then. And it won't yeah. be called Ben. It'll be like a no, no, no. digit. I don't even know what it is. So <laughs> it's fine. I'm predicting the future here, my friend. So, Hey, you also work on a lot of other cool things. Yeah. You're a really big community guy. Yeah. Um, you got your own cold brew. I do, have, which I've drank a lot of it. Yeah, I've got a little coffee company. Yeah, oh, want to talk? Just give a yeah, quick commercial. Yeah, sure. Um, I have a Foci Coffee. Um, it's a little cold brew uh, brand that I'm running. Um, really small batch. I make all my uh, uh, so they're they're vegan. I use oat milk, and then I also make my own vanilla extract from scratch. Uh, super clean product. There's only like three or four ingredients in it when it comes down to it. Um, so I just want to, I'm a big coffee guy, big coffee guy. So and where, um, where do we find this? So I'm just on Instagram right now. Okay. What's um, your Instagram handle for that? Uh, Foci coffee. F O C I. Yep. F O C I coffee. Okay. We'll exactly. have everybody go check that out. Yeah. We'll put it on our link. Um, also I know you're involved in baseball. You have a big fan of baseball, but also locally Juco. Yep. Um, you've been volunteering there for a long time. Yep. So work on the social media team for uh, the Junior College World Series. Um, little little seasonal event that happens, but it's a great community uh, for our local community. Um, meet all these young, talented kids that come in, make it to their World Series for Junior College, D1 Junior College, and they come through and hang out with them. It's a great time for yep. a few weeks out of the One year. One of my favorite weeks of the year is oh, yeah. that. We but, love I know, but I do know that it's not it's an ongoing monthly thing that you're involved in that committee. So exactly. thank you very much for all yeah. the work you do there. Um, hey, we're going to talk about NFT communities next time. Quick what that is. Yeah. So the, the biggest thing for a project as a, a, a community is, um, you know, discord channels. Uh, a lot of these projects uh, have a discord and it's a, a, a discord is a app on um, mobile and desktop where it's like a huge community hangout text and voice chat hangout. Um, the communities are fostered by the project leads or people that are investing in a project. Um, the type of community that you hang out with, and, you know, they host games and they host other events and whatnot that you have um, access to by holding one of these tokens. So that's kind of like the the surface level of a community for these NFT All projects. Right. I can't wait to talk more about it in the whole Web3 universe. Um, hey, why wrap up? Uh, you had a book recommendation. Yeah, um, I'm reading this book called Speculative Design by Anthony Dunn and Fiona Raby. Uh, it's a, a breakdown on design practices and the co- and um, ideas of concept design. Oh. Uh, good read. Okay. You have a favorite music group or someone you wish you could see because of all coming out of the craziness over the last two years or all of us are trying to go see bands or support music? As you know, I'm a big uh, fan of, lo- of uh, local music or live music, so... 
Yeah, I'm kind of an open book when it comes to music. I just have my my Spotify um, playlist just showing me you know good music all the time. There's no specific one other okay. artist. Yeah. All right, we'll see if we can get one out of you. Yeah. Okay, I got a, I got a knock knock joke for you to wrap up. Knock knock. Who's there? Hike. Hike who? I didn't know you're a fan of Japanese poetry, man. Oh, That's my so goodness. nice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hey, everybody, you've been listening to Growl Talk. I've had Ben Haver here. We've been talking about, well, non-fungible tokens, um, NFTs, Web3, NFT communities, people making ungodly amounts of money on NFTs. Um, I could be sitting next to a future gazillionaire right here, folks. So you want to listen to this. That's a lot of money. (laughs) Keep keep, uh, an eye on Ben Haver in the community and uh, also try his Foki, 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 Foki Coffee. I drank a lot of it, and it is very delicious. Anyways, Ben, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining today's episode of Growl Radio. We hope you're feeling fired up and inspired to grow your hustle. Now go be great.